Glenn, I'm doing great. How are you? Man, if I was any better, I'd need a twin. And, and uh, show, show's here with us as well, bro. Show's here with us as well. <laughs> I don't know if you care how he's so, doing or not, but he is here. So what? So, so what? what? Who gives yeah, a crap? Listen, guys, the genius is here, as John so eloquently said. That's right. What's up, genius? There we go. There it is. I tell you, when Hall of Famers call you genius, you feel good. Uh, yeah. All right, all right, John. Real, real, real quick for all our listeners out there, I want to remind everybody uh, that uh, if, you, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, we greatly appreciate it. If not, I want to encourage everybody out there to download the Odyssey app and listen. There's a really cool rewind feature there. You can go back and listen uh, hell, you can go back and listen to John McClain here. If he says something that turns you on a bit, you can, you can listen to the to the uh, the segment and then go back and hear it again. But that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, the make Odyssey sure app. It. The, yeah, make sure you bag it. The Odyssey app that's is right. where is where you it's at. To it, you can listen to him on the Utopia podcast, too, on that, the Odyssey app. That's right. There you go. But, John, let, let's, uh, let, let's jump into this game this week, man. Look, here's what's on the line. And, and I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I've come over to the, the evil side, if you will, and, and I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying for a, a Texans loss here. But this game uh, means more than any game the Texans have played really in two years in a sense of, of the first oh, number one overall pick is up for grabs in this draft, man. Just your thoughts on how this game unfolds, the Texans' approach, and, and how important it is relative to the draft. This reminds me of 2006, the Bush Bowl. In San Francisco, they thought the loser would get the first pick and would draft USC running back Reggie Bush, who at the time was considered the top prospect. Texas lost, got the first pick. I'll never forget. They pulled quarterback David Carr, said he had an elbow injury. We went after after the game, said, David, which elbow is it? He looked at his left elbow and he looked at his right elbow. And he looked at us and gave a confused look. And I said, so it's the right one? Yeah, yeah, it's the right one. He didn't even remember what elbow they had said. Of course, he wasn't hurt. And uh, this game, you know, I'd, I'd, I want him to get the top pick. You know, I want him to go into the offseason with a choice of any quarterback. I got a call today from a Chicago radio station, the score, and they said, do you know why we're calling? I said, it's the only reason you could be calling is talking about the top pick. And we talked about that. And, you know, the, the Colts have lost six in a row. But they're better than the Texans in offense, rushing, passing, defense, against the run, against the pass, despite being terrible. And I'm hoping Sam Ellinger from Austin, the Longhorns, former quarterback, he's starting, that he'll want to put on a good performance for his family, his friends, his fans, the Longhorn, Longhorn fans, Nation. his girlfriend. And he'll go out there and sling it all over the place, and the Colts will pull out an exciting squeaker like 13 to 10. Just, I, I'm with you, and I, I see those numbers. I just, well, I just wonder what Colts are going to be out there. If the Colts that were responsible for a lot of those numbers are going to actually play on Sunday, that, that, that's the concerning part. Well, Jeff Saturday knows he's not going to be back, but you know he would like to go out with a win. He'll be back in the – I'm guessing he'll be back at the ESPN studio. One thing he won't be able to talk about with a lot of credence is, is game management and clock management because he's done a bad job. But every coach wants to win every game, especially your last one. And uh, and so I, I'm. that's why I'm thinking that Ellinger – 
you know, he came well, he played well off the bench last week for Nick Foles. If Foles were playing, he wouldn't care about this game. Matt Ryan doesn't care about this game. They want to keep Ryan healthy so they don't owe him extra money next year. And Foles is already out because of an injury. I don't even know who their backup is. And they don't have Jonathan Taylor, and he has killed the Texans in the last three games. And uh, yet they, their running game is still better than the Texans with whoever they're throwing out there. So I think it's going to be another bad game. i got to tell you, before the Jacksonville game, I thought they might win it based on how they played in the previous three and the fact it meant nothing to the Jaguars. And then they went out there and just stunk it up and acted like they didn't care. Jacksonville gave them their most decisive loss of the season. And um, and I have no idea what kind of team they're going to put on the field Sunday and the attitude they're going to have. I, I, I want to circle back. I want to circle back to the uh... – the, the importance of the number one overall draft pick. I, that's um, t- to me. This is just a, a moment where uh, it, 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 the Texans have have worked really hard, and I mean that from the, from the bottom of my heart. They worked really hard to be as bad as they are right now, and and, and I don't think any of it was done on purpose. Uh, I, I think it, it's just been piss poor, um, and, and they need to make a lot of changes. But we sit here with one game left, John. And and the first round, the first overall pick is is at their fingertips. I mean, how? Let me add, let me put it to you this way: how 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 important is getting that number one overall draft pick for Cal McNair and the Texans in terms of this rebuild? I don't think anybody in the organization wants to lose. You know, they they not nobody likes to lose. You played, you know, you know what it's like when you lose. And they can beat up all the time. They'd love to say we won the last game. And then in a few days, they go, oh, bleep, what did we do? And the problem if they don't get the first pick and they get the second pick, and Chicago says, you know what, we don't need a quarterback, although the GM there didn't, and the coach didn't draft Justin Fields. And Justin Fields has been a great runner and a bad passer, but they need to get some talent around him. They don't need the top pick for offensive players. The top pick, if you want them, would be Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia, or Will Anderson, Jr., the edge rusher from Alabama. The Bears could use both of them. But if they they would probably like to trade down a little, but you can't trade down too far and get one of those guys. And there's a lot of teams still need quarterbacks. And so they would love to have the top pick and say, call Casario and say, okay, Nick, you want to be guaranteed to get in the quarterback you want you know, here's what we want to move down one spot. Otherwise, we're going to trade somebody else. They may take a quarterback. And you know Casario is going to try to make people think he wants some player when he wants another player. We can all say we want Bryce Young, and maybe he will want Bryce Young. But maybe he'll want C.J. Stroud. But he'll do everything he can to masquerade their intentions because of the Bears. Hopefully, it'll be a moot point. Yeah, uh, John McClain with us, uh, presented by Horn Solutions. John, this is the final opportunity that we potentially will have to ask you this. Monday, when we come in on a reaction Monday, is Lovey Smith still the coach? It's no. Well, I don't, I don't know if they'll do it on Monday. I think Lovey's going to be fired. They may wait a couple of days. Who knows? They may do it Sunday night. They may do it Monday. I've been saying now for the last – three weeks, I That's thought he would be mistake. fired. I think they're going to start 
they want. I think they're going to start a new era with a new coach, a new quarterback, a lot of new players because they've got 11 draft choices. They get John Mechie, hopefully back from leukemia, second-round pick last year. And then Nick Serio's going to have money under uh, under the cap for the first time to sign a couple of expensive free agents to fill need positions. And so I think it'll be a new era ERA. And as I wrote a column for SportsRadio610.com today, hopefully not a new E-R-R-O-R. Yeah, my my thought, thank you for all the spelling. Um, My thought, though, is... man, that's always a professional. The last two two times they've hired coaches, which will will be consecutive years, um, they they didn't just clean house, right? There was still some... Some lingerers there, right? Like, like it was, they fired Bill O'Brien. They brought in lingerers, David Cully, man. And there were still, there was still uh, uh, Tim Kelly. There were still some other people they left. Even this time, they kept on Pep Hamilton. They kept. On. Do you think this is a clean house type of deal where it's Lovey that's out and everybody is 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 out and they completely start over? Well, I hope they don't because Frank Ross has done one hell of a job as special teams coach. I saw this week they're number three in the NFL. And if I'm the, it's going to be up, hopefully, the new coach. If you, if, if you don't let the new coach hire his people, you're not going to get a good coach because they're not going to come in here if Casario's telling them what to do. You know, he has final say on personnel. But if you're going to get a good coach, that guy's got to have final say on his personnel, on his coaches. You know, Nick Casario hired David, almost all of David Culley's coaches. And uh, so I would think Frank Ross would be somebody. I'm not sure about George Warhop, the offensive line coach, but I just don't have any idea about who a new coach would want to keep or who he, who he would want, who it's going to be or who he would want to keep. I just hope it's his choice. John, yeah, John, so that, that leads me to this. is, uh, And I, we've talked a lot about it over the last couple of days, man. I, I, th- this is a huge opportunity for Cal McNair to be somebody he's never been um, and, and make some of these calls. Like like you just said, um, you know, I, 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 I just hope that he that the new coach is able to hire their, their, their coaches. Like, like, I mean, th- this is – we're at a point where that shouldn't even be up for debate. I mean, that, that shouldn't even be that, – that shouldn't That's even – that shouldn't be a conversation – that me and Ron Show Ugly are having with NFL Hall of Famer John McClain. I wonder if the next head coach is going to have the the authority and the ability to hire his own coaches. I mean, is 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 there a chance that this is kind of a defining moment in Cal McNair's um, tenure? I guess, or or, or his career, his career. I mean, hell, it's his team. It just in his ownership. Um, is this a chance that we see a, a, a little more aggressive, a little more involved, a little bit more? Um, uh, authority out of the owner, or, or or do you think it's going to be more of the same? No, I wouldn't want the owner making a decision on a head coach. No way. You pay your people. If you don't like the decisions they make, fire them. I think no. that uh, they'll listen to Nick Casario's recommendations. They'll be involved in all the interviews, as he was the last time they hired a coach. Cal actually got involved. For his dad, was in 18, they went 11 and 5, then they went 10 and 6, and then they were terrible. And they started firing people and they made bad decisions on making Bill O'Brien a general manager, giving Jack Easterby so much authority on the opposite side. And so they were just, you know, you got Casario's the GM. You let him say, this is the guy I want and this is why. What do you think? And I don't imagine that Nick Casario say, okay, I'm going to hire this guy you don't want. 
Of course, the, the McNairs would have to sign off on it, but somebody they don't want, then Casario's not going to do it. That would be stupid on his part. Well, well John, I, I'm more, I'm less, I'm less talking about the actual individual of who they hire, who they don't hire, and more, more, more questioning or asking, asking, like. I mean, if I if if John McClain's the owner of the Texans and and the general manager, you go make the decision, and he comes to you and goes, "Yeah, I'm going to hire this guy, and then I'm going to hire the head coach, and then I'm going to, I mean, the, I'm going to hire the offensive coordinator, and I really like this guy over here because he's a good offensive line coach, and and, and not just hiring a head coach and letting that guy do hire his staff and put his team together. Um, I mean, that's I'm not saying Cal should hire the head coach. I'm saying like Cal should make sure that things that don't make sense aren't part of the process, right? The new head coach will hire his assistant coaches. He'll determine if they want to keep somebody on the staff. Casario will say, we really like this guy a lot, but it's your decision. And that's the way it should be. Mm. All right, John. That, I, I, I hope so. I just, I just I just, feel like there's a lot of dancing, and I'm like, man, what? I, I don't. I did, I, there's no I dancing with the Texans. The new head I'm coach talking about with you, John, with your old boot scooting ass. I'm now talking I can about dance with you, with that man. Party. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've explained I mean, exactly well, the way it'll be. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about Cal McNair and and and, he, and him putting his foot down and making sure that none of these silly ass games that we've watched over the last the, the the processes, John, that I've asked you about 15 times over the last several years, man, the processes are an absolute joke. And and it's at some point Cal McNair has to step up and go, "Hey, I'm tired of I'm not going to be the laughing stock of the NFL in our in, in this this next head coach search." Like John, they're like they're, Cal McNair can't let somebody sit across the table from David Culley and go, "Yep, that's the guy." And then and then you sit across and then you sit across the table from from Nick Casario and he's and he's meddling in 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 the coaches that are hired below him, like Cal, and I'm not saying he's going to do that, John. I'm just saying, like, Cal's got to put his foot down at some point and go, I'm just going to make it loud and clear to everybody involved. This process is going to be handled in a professional, competent manner. None of this silly stuff that we've watched the last two years. I mean, that, I guess that's my point, and it seems pretty clear that he's either going to do it or he's not. not it's not going to be general manager's decision. I'm talking specifically about Cal. Like when he fired Brian Gain and gave Bill O'Brien the general manager's duties, and when he hired Jack Easterby and let him run rampant. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, that's, that's putting your I, foot down. No, look, he made decisions. He trusted the wrong people, and 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 there's a good chance that in, in two years we could be talking about. Yeah, remember when he got on that jet with Jack Easterby and flew up there and, and hired Nick Casario because he had he was under Belichick and had six Super Bowl trophies, and and remember how that exploded and never worked because that guy hired Lovey Smith and hired David Culley. At some point, that's my that is my point in the question, uh, John. At some point, the guy at the very top, Cal McNair, has to put his foot down and say, "Enough's enough." Uh, we're, the, the the silly stuff that we've been doing is, is is dysfunction and it's leading to an absolute disaster. That's all. I mean, I, I, what you just said at some point that list is going to keep growing, or Cal McNair is going to put his foot down and change change the tide, if you will. And I just wondered if this could be one of those moments. When it, what the owner does is he puts his foot down and he hires the general manager, and he's hired uh, his dad. Uh, elevated, hired Brian Gain, as he ever did, and then Cal fired Brian Gain, and then he gave Phil the title and responsibilities of general manager 
for two years, and then he hired Casario. And so Casario's not going anywhere. I think this time next year, Casario's job will either be secure because we can see significant improvement or his job will be in jeopardy with three years left after three years on the job. And uh, McNair will sign off on the coach, but he's not going to talk to him. You know, the assistant coaches are up to the head coach the way it should be. And they got a general manager in place, and there's no need to hire another one this offseason, maybe next offseason. But I don't see him, whatever it is y'all want him to do beyond that, I don't see him doing it.